Midlothian, Illinois seems, on the surface, an ideal town to plant roots. Just south of Chicago, you are able to enjoy small-town America while being a stone's throw away from the big city. But tucked away beyond the woods lies a piece of land riddled with an expansive history, history that still lingers in an otherwise abandoned area. Lights loom between the trees, always watching, following, but never too close. Unusual orbs manifesting and shape-shifting in broad daylight. But there's something more prominent here. Though Midlothian may have been founded by a group of men, it seems the female spirits reign supreme at Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. Hello, you are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. I see you watching. Watching what? <laughs> it was brought to my attention oh, uh, by Megan. We've had a couple episodes. Listen, we're drinking water. We hate mouth noises. <laughs> and yeah. there's just sometimes, I use a lot of the same editing in our episodes. Uh-huh. But like for some reason, sometimes we just hear mouth noises like exceptionally well. Yeah. And I feel like maybe we're just hyper aware of it right now. But every every word I say, I'm like, we got to stop. We got to start over. I can't. <laughs> like, this is pretty gross. But I feel like the more we talk about it, the more everyone else is going to be like, oh, man, now I hear it. Yeah, don't listen. So <laughs> Don't I, listen you, too closely. <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear anything. Sorry, but hello. Hi. Happy Thursday. Mm-hmm. This is a really big episode for us, by the way. Do you know why, Megan? No. You don't. It's no, not this one. It's the next one. What? Are you going to say it's our anniversary? No, it's not our anniversary. Oh, Sorry okay. to. Well, look out, guys, because we'll have a good one next for the anniversary. But yeah. this is episode 69. Oh. Uh, ha, 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 ha. I know. Sorry, that was a really lame joke. Wow. But look at that. 69 episodes. Well, 69 regular episodes if you're not counting the tangents, if you're not counting the listener episodes. Oh, yeah. We have. Like Several over more. yeah, over eighty episodes, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but this is episode sixty nine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there we go. So, <laughs> what was the other thing I wanted to mention? Oh, we're also creeping up on. Um, I know for a lot of people, like especially if you're doing a podcast, if you listen to podcasts, if they talk about their numbers, I don't know. It's a big deal for us. Like anything we do, anybody that listens to any of this is a big deal to us, Mm -hmm. but we are creeping up on, uh, 10,000 downloads. Are we? I wondered when we were going to hit that. Yeah, we, because of the hiatus, like it's to be expected, we're not a huge deal and that's fine, Mm -hmm. but See, that's clicking. Yet. That's not my that's not my throat. That's the headphones. That is. Ooh, I can hear thank that. Thank goodness. I was like, I was getting really hyper aware of that. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to hear this. Hopefully you're not. But anyway, we, yeah, the 10,000, like 10,000 downloads at this point in time might not be a lot for some, might be a lot for others, but like anybody listening to any of this is cool. Mm-hmm. So it's just wild people listening to us ten thousand times yes given our track record we won't reach ten thousand by our anniversary and that's fine it'd be cool if we did but we won't we could if you guys liked and shared and subscribed that's true like really get the word out we just need 
a number, a number of downloads in order to reach that 10,000 mark. Yeah, because we do offer a lot of ways for you guys to interact. Some of them is for your benefit, like our Patreon and PayPal. But, and I mean, I guess it's for your benefit too, to share and like and talk about our podcast on social media and to your friends and whoever will listen. Um, because that way we can keep going. I mean, we'll probably keep going anyway, even if the yeah. numbers dwindle. Just but share this and donate so I can make this my daytime job. Yes. <laughs> so I don't have to have two jobs on the side. That is the ultimate goal. Yeah. <laughs> is to just do this all the time. So lots of exciting things happening. Lots of exciting things happened. I'm kind of outing us here in when we are recording this, which is the week of this episode. So apologies. But we did also just go to a friend's uh, wedding this weekend, this past weekend. Yes, we did. That uh, has been listening to us, us since very the very beginning. Yeah, very supportive friends since listening since the very beginning. Uh, we won't use last names, but Sarah and TJ, yes. congratulations on the wedding. I'm Congrats. sure it was a blur. We're awkward about congratulating people in the moment, uh-huh. but like after the fact, congratulations again. Wow. Mm-hmm. They're Married. honeymooning it up right now. So. Oh, are they? I didn't know if they jumped. Some people like wait. Some people go straight to it. I believe they are. I hope so. I think you are. When you hear this, you may not be honeymooning anymore, <laughs> I know, if but you're listening I hope it's to a us, good time. If you're listening to us on your honeymoon, I will be honored and thank you. (laughs) If you're going international, you should be like, have you guys heard of this podcast? Wow. Wow. So anyway, that's, I think, all the little uh, housekeeping things I had. Yeah. I don't have much going on. Oh, I didn't. I forgot to mention it. I didn't just do this, but I finished my book. I said I would tell you guys. Oh, my gosh. Flowers in the Attic. I finished Flowers in the Attic a couple weeks ago. And how did that go? Um, like I expect, actually not like I expected. If you have seen the made for TV movie, whatever it was mm-hmm. from the eighties does not follow that at all. You should yeah, definitely so read learned, the book. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's a uh, different, I've started book two and it just doesn't get any better. Well, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's the most exciting news of my life. I know. I, still am not reading sorry like maybe one day it will come but like between two jobs in this podcast and the crippling anxiety there's just not a lot of time for reading oh and when this episode comes out my child will be three months old oh yeah like on the day it comes out right the day this comes out yes wow isn't that precious she's a baby she is (laughs) she's so precious (laughs) i know i get to watch her i get to watch her once a week at least it Mm -hmm. is fun yeah man i i swear we'll get to the i swear we'll get to the uh the topic here in a moment but i think i've picked a daycare for her oh have you yes you haven't even told me that we all find out together yeah i just talked to someone and got information and i believe she's gonna start going in the beginning of september oh yeah well Mm. it's i don't know it'll probably be good to social she's three months old what does it really mean right now yeah she'll be like three and a half by the time she goes it's just because they're strangers essentially and she's also going to be the only infant right now okay but there's going to be somebody like there for her yeah i would assume they're like we'll throw her in the pile with the rest of them no 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 she's explained to me how they'll handle her and the things they'll do with her because the kids can like take field trips to the park and stuff but they won't do that with her because she's a Obviously, baby yeah. yep um but yeah i'm gonna be putting her in daycare soon <laughs> very sad mm, i'm sure it'll be fine yeah. anyway 
back to the topic at hand. I know. I think we're finally caught up with all the little tidbits. So now we are back to our 69th episode, <laughs> which is... If we were still drinking, we should drink every time oh we gosh. mention the I know. 69th yeah, episode. Yeah, we got away from the drinking because Megan had to go and fall pregnant. I did. Um, so, and also, like, I don't know, I'm getting old. Getting we too are. old for that. <laughs> a lot. It was fun while it lasted, though. It, it was, was a nice little nice little gimmick. Found some nice new beers that I did enjoy. Yes. The Bumbleberry, uh, whatever. I think about the Blueberry one. I can't remember what it was called exactly. Yeah. There was Still a lot of good ones. That. Go back. Check them out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, for Pete's sake. Welcome <laughs> back. 69. Ha. We are at Bachelor's Grove Cemetery in Mid- Midlothian, Illinois. Mm-hmm. yeah it sounds i keep wanting to say like lithuanian which is so dumb but like for it... whatever reason that name makes me think of like the middle ages Midlothian. Or, oh at when i look at it i think star wars which is dumb oh like mm-hmm. because i don't watch star wars i don't it's not that i dislike it i just don't care like the mandalorian which, like, yeah exactly which like <laughs> apologies for those of you that do like star wars i just not uh, our bad. I'm still busy watching Buffy. We're going to catch up eventually. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I am going to give you some background on Midlothian, Illinois. Some demographics, some numbers. We love to see it. I can't wait. I can only imagine <laughs> you what the numbers excited. are. I, just, I mean, I feel like I know. Kind of. Yeah. It's, I want to say it's a little surprising. There's nothing like earth shattering, but mm-hmm. I... I don't know. I liked the the numbers were interesting to me. So Midlothian is a city located in Cook County, Illinois. Midlothian has a 2020 population. And because this listed 2020, I tried to keep most of the numbers to 2020 for continuity. Makes sense. The population in 2020 was 14,227. And it is currently declining at a rate of negative 0.34% annually. And its population has decreased by negative 0.68%. Oh, okay. So, dang. I want to see real quick. I should have had this up. I'm going to see if I can find really quickly the Midlothian, like, it's got a, what do you call this thing? A line graph. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> a river? Yeah, no, no, what that a line was. graph. Of the growth of the city. Now, we'll try to post this if we can, but, like, look how wild this is. So, the beginning of the graph is 1950 and it goes to now Mm -hmm. and i was kind of hoping in this mess that i would see what happened Mm -hmm. and i as far as i can tell have not seen (laughs) what in 1950 (laughs) the population was a little it looks about like one to two thousand one thousand to two thousand people by 1965 so 15 years later it jumped to sixteen thousand. like and like rocketed up Mm -hmm. and then it kind of dipped down and it stayed steady for the last 30 ew ew 40 years i looked at 1980 i was like 20 30 40 oh god (laughs) so no i don't i was kind of hoping it would have an explanation why the population did you happen uh, to catch when the town was founded you know i should have i meant to do that but there was a lot there was a lot covering the cemetery so i didn't really get into it much i just stuck i got very focused on other numbers so i forgot the town definitely has to be older than the 50s i would assume that's what i'm saying like it's illinois like 
there's it's no way. It's kind of up near Chicago, right? Yeah, it sounds like, well, let's let's have a look-see. You know, this is not a visual experience for you guys. Mm-hmm. Sorry about it. But it is for us. So let me zoom out. Middle Lothian is, yeah, so. It's northern Illinois. It is. It's actually, like, right. Uh, there's Chicago Heights. There's Mid Lothian. Okay, that's what I thought. It was relatively close. <clears throat> so, Mid Lothian, Illinois founding? I don't know. 1927. See, no, it says by 1927, there were so many people living in the area that community leaders decided it was time to formally organize a community and incorporate it. Hmm. So by the 20s, they had an established like we should do something about this. Maybe it's because they are so close to Chicago that it was like a people like dipped out to a um, sub. uh, What the heck am I looking for? Kind of like how Carmel and Fishers is to Indianapolis. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, see? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I can't get subdivision out of my head, and Stop. that's not it. I don't know. But here's here's a thought. I said it looks like it was around 1950, and like even though you can't see beyond that before that, it looks like it may have creeped up. Like, it was even lower and creeped up. Mm-hmm. I mean, the war... I I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to think of timing wise. Yeah. But I don't know. Anyway, point is now they have a little over 14,000 people and it's on a decline, a steady little decline of less than a percent. Okay. And the average household income, I made sure to put in the national averages again because I always like that because I need something to base it off of. Yeah. The average household income in Midlothian is 71,556. That is not that bad. Is that is higher. Higher, yeah. Yeah. The average nationally is sixty-seven five twenty-one. Okay. So, and the poverty rate of Midlothian is nine point zero eight percent, also lower That's than lower. the national. Yeah, because the national average is eleven point four percent. See, I've almost got the numbers memorized. I knew it was around sixty and eleven <laughs> percent. Yeah. The median rental cost in recent years comes to. $1,107, so a little less, less yeah. thirteen twenty six per month. <laughs> and the median house value, which we have talked about, I've gone on the rant before, I won't go again. And truthfully, I kept the 2010, sorry, 2020 number for the national average. Mm-hmm. Uh, even since 2020, the average median home value has gone up about thirty or 40000 because, of course, it has in two years. Yeah. But... In 2020, the national average for a home was three ninety one nine three hundred ninety one thousand nine hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and in this city, it is where did it go one thousand or one hundred and fifty three thousand six hundred. What? So they're making more money and spending less on housing. More money, less poverty, and less than half the average home. What's wrong with this town? I'm like That's about exact- ready to pack my bags. I'll be honest. I went, you you bet your sweet bottom. I hopped on Zillow and started looking up homes. And there was like a five bedroom, three bath, 2,300 square feet, square foot home with a decent backyard. It looked like a nice little storybook cottage uh-huh. for like 220,000. What? You yeah, can't even like, get that here in Terre Haute. No. So I was like, what? It, what is wrong with this place? Because yeah. honestly, it's starting to sound good. Are you about to crush my hopes and dreams? No, actually. Like, oh. like, there's really, on paper, nothing bad about, except for that it's on the north side of a, oh my gosh. So, Carmel, Fisher, Noblesville is what to Indy. 
It is a offshoot. No, no I don't know. I'm really mad because it's right there. It's, oh, gosh. Um, I feel real dumb now. Oh, my God. It's not a subdivision. No, I can't get subdivision out of my head. It's really annoying. I don't know, but... You do your thing. I'm going to do a quick Google search because this is just driving me insane. Yeah, I don't know with it being northern... I don't know if it's technically in, technically considered northern Chicago, but it looks like pretty close to Chicago, and I don't know if maybe that's what's driving the value down. Mm-hmm. But... That possibly, I guess, crime and stuff. I, I'm i sure you'd probably didn't look up those numbers. I like didn't. The crime Maybe it'd be something fun to do, though, even though we don't do that. But mm-hmm. anyway, the average household income in Midlothian is... So, you know what? I already read this, and who didn't stop me? <laughs> I jumped back a paragraph. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what I meant to say is the median age in Midlothian is 38.8 years old, which the average is 38.6. We're yeah, like right, right there. All of this is pretty darn close except for with males it's a little off so the average age for males here is 39 where the national average is 36.8 okay and then for females here it is 38.4 and the national average is 39.4 so the men are for once a little bit older than the ladies I feel yeah like- they live a little bit longer than the national average and then mm-hmm. women so but yeah. they're pretty, pretty on par for the most part. According to the most recent ACS, the racial composition of Midlothian was 70, 76.63% white, which I will be honest, is one of the lower percentages we've had. Yeah, except for um, Hawaii. Well, that's... That was a given. That is a given, <laughs> so. yes. Of just the white Midwestern America, sixty sorry, 76.63% is pretty... It's lower. As lower than the national average. Yeah. Two or more races at 8.17%. Okay. Black or African American, 6.8%. Other race, 6.7%. Asian is 1.7%. And then no Native Americans, no Native Hawaiian or Pacific Islander. Okay. So not not awful. Again, I think we have Chicago to thank for that. Mm-hmm. So. Is the word suburb? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. I thought I would feel more like relief when I thought of it. And that's, I don't feel relieved. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, because I think about it now and there's like the suburb of Crow's Nest, the suburbs of Meridian Hills, all in Indy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the word. If we're dumb and that's still not it, let us know. Well, like we know of Schaumburg, which is a suburb of... Chicago suburb doesn't even sound now I'm getting mad I don't know I've got to stop I'm like I've been sitting here just contemplating so hard trying to think of it I know it doesn't feel right but we just have to accept it okay so that that's all I've got I just covered the basics on that one and of course that's from our favorite worldpopulationreview.com of course just assume unless something weird happens it'll probably always be from that because it's nice and concise and it's all there yeah but now let's discuss Spooky stuff, cemeteries. Well, not the spooky stuff yet. I the was history. Like, the, big sorry. pardon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, all, well, is this... it my time already? Right. No, yeah, that's all I got. No, now we're going to discuss where the spooky happens and the history behind it. So, this is coming from bachelorsgrove.com, convenient yep. for Bachelors <laughs> Grove Cemetery. 
And this article was written by Brad L. Bettenhausen, which is who is the president of Tinley Park Historical Society, at least at the time of this article being written. Okay. And it does not surprise me that his last name is Bettenhausen, because it seems this cemetery has a lot of German influence. Ah, uh, okay. So, the settlement at Bachelor's Grove began as early as the late 1820s, so poo-poo on your theory 1950s. that, yeah, way out the window. It was just a, a stab I in know, the dark. I know. I don't know what it was. Maybe we'll look into it. Who knows? But it had settlements that began as early as the 1820s with larger numbers of immigrants arriving in the 1830s and 40s. The initial settlers were generally, uh, generally American, quote, Yankees of English, Irish, and Scottish descent, most of whom came here from New York, Vermont, and Connecticut. Love Connecticut. (laughs) You know, I don't know why I've like driven through that state one time and I'm like, oh my God, I love Connecticut. Yeah, (laughs) these things. I don't know. The second wave of settlers arriving from Europe, primarily of Germanic origin, began in the late 1840s and became the predominant nationality for immigrants to the area for better than the next, for better than the next 50 years. That's a weird way of saying that. For you know for what the better part there. of the next, next 50 years yeah. yeah that was a weird way of writing that sorry i'm like so aware of my breathing and everything now i'm not breathing i'm like i just feel like i ran a marathon <laughs> i will yell at you <laughs> i know stop uh at the methodist conference held in jacksonville illinois in 1832 stephan or stephen r beggs of walker's grove was assigned the charge of the deplane mission which included Bachelor Grove, located 20 miles south of Chicago. South of Chicago. Well, now I feel fooled. I don't know. That could be something different. Okay. I well, s- Chicago Heights isn't necessarily Chicago. I was going to say, I, I'm getting all messed up here. And that was the DePlane's mission. So something different anyway. Mm-hmm. This clearly indicated that some significant settlement had already occurred in the vicinity prior to 1832. A gazette gazetteer like gazette but a gazetter if you will but i think it's not gazetter gazetteer a gazetteer yeah uh, of illinois by j.m peck uh 1834 second edition 1837 he notes here contains the following listing quote bachelor's grove in cook county 18 miles southwest of chicago contains about two sections of timber and a large settlement Most of the early settlement in this area occurred near timberlands, which supplied materials for construction, and where the grassland prairies were easier to break and cultivate. Cool. Most of the stands of timber in the area (laughs) assumed the name of one of the early families that settled near them. In this vicinity, Walker's Grove, Godin's Grove, Cooper's Grove, Blackstone's Grove, are just a few of the timberlands named after individual families. Mm. I know. Very exciting. I know. Very exciting stuff right now. As with these other groves, it is believed that this settlement was named from the family name of one of the early settlers near the stand of timber. Most of the bachelor, you know, for someone who wrote this article and they're like president of the tin, like all this fancy stuff, I've noticed a lot of grammatical errors. I didn't want to point it out now, but they've spelled bachelor like three different ways so far. Oh, <laughs> the first one with a T, and I, I think that's why I mistook it when I was writing out my notes. Oh, so they spell it with a T there, and here bachelor is spelled B A T C H, elder, E L D E R, batch elder. Okay, 
I mean, and maybe that's what it is, and they just made it like American, though. I don't. Maybe. I don't know. There are some. I know there are some names that like Americanize it because we suck and we can't say certain things. But Batchelder doesn't feel. No, that's strange. Yeah. I'll say I'll call it like it is because that seems like a weird spell. Members of the Batch Elder family, who knows, mm-hmm. are known to have been living in Rich Township by 1845, and it is extremely likely that Bachelors Grove received its name from this family. Okay, so, so their name is Batch Elder, and we had to go and make it all American because no, what? I don't because reasons. Who because knows? Because of course we did. Yeah. According to the claims of Stephen H. Rexford, who settled at The Grove, quote-unquote, in 1833 or 1834, we're not sure. (laughs) There's a lot of, like, who knows. The settlement was named for a group of four single men, including himself, who settled there, and thus Bachelor's Grove. Uh, (laughs) Ah. Yeah. (laughs) You went, ha, ha, ha. Do you know how many times I've sang Death of a Bachelor because it was Bachelor Grove Cemetery? <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't really know that song that well. And I'll be honest, honest, pa- Panic at the Disco is a little bit on my nerves lately. <gasps> what? He's kind of like a one-trick pony. I mean... I don't know, we get that you have a false... This this sounds terrible, even coming from me, because I love... I used to listen to Panic at the Disco all the time. There are plenty of songs that I really like by Panic at the we Disco. Elder Trade emos. mistakes, <laughs> wonderful. But, like... I don't know anymore. It's just like I can hit really high falsettos and I'm going to because I can, but spoilers, he can't anymore. He can't like he used to. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of live performance videos where he is like trying to do that and it is not good. Oh, I saw him in concert uh, 2019. It was just before quarantine. Right. Which, um, and a he lifetime was, ago. He was hitting those notes frequently i don't know i think there's also some allegations recently so i'm just like it's left a pretty bad taste in my mouth and like his arrogance i kind of admired at one point and now it's just arrogance i don't know i think that your rebellion like your rebellious phase is now fizzled out and you're like hey he's still rebellious and pushing 40 stop so you're putting this on me (laughs) stop no okay it's this is we're totally getting down a rabbit hole (laughs) being able to separate the artist from the art sort of thing like r kelly is obviously human garbage that Mm -hmm. like he's where he should be now but people still like his music. We grew up with his music. Can you, Do you separate? still listen to his music? I was never a big R. Kelly fan anyway, but that's just, it's prevalent right now. So I feel like, can you separate the art from the artist? I suppose. I don't know. People, people cancel Kevin Spacey real fast. This is true. I don't know. I No, we make mistakes and... I'm not giving that. I'm not like excusing them at all. I'm excusing the fact that you still consume the media of people who are trashy people. Mm -hmm. Like I, this is a little more obscure, but I really like the front bottoms. It's a band called the front bottoms. Uh huh. And I have enjoyed their music for a hot minute now. And then it came to my attention that, and actually this happened a few years back. I just didn't know about it until recently that the lead singer has some allegations against him. And I'm like, of course he does, because nothing is sacred anymore. And I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't know. Well, 
I mean, normal everyday people suck too. Everybody just sucks. Yeah. You know what the true. you know what the common denominator here is? Men. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. We're not gonna. And that will end that conversation. Stop. We could do a whole episode on that. No, I we feel could. like. That would take us down a very serious road that we don't normally go down. No, I actually, I don't feel as strongly about that one. I'm not going to go on the rants like I have. Uh, point is, the Front Bottoms seemed like a nice little indie band, and mm-hmm. now it's, they suck too. I'm just like, but I do still listen to them, so I guess. Yeah, see. I don't know. Okay, okay. They have some bangers. I can't help it. <laughs> but I hate them. I don't even know where I was. What were we talking about? Oh, Bachelor's oh, Girl, bachelors. because the four guys, yeah. Yeah. Just stupid. Of course, that's why they would do that. <laughs> After all, I couldn't burp in the middle of all of that. I have to do it right now when I'm about to talk. <laughs> no. Okay, I clap. think I got it. Okay. No, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ferdinand Schnapper. Schnapper. Oh, oh okay. Ferdinand Schnapper's 1917 manuscript provides similar citing, noting, quote, about 1934 or 33, several bachelors, among whom was Stefan X. Rex... H. Rexford, Eli B. Williams, and possibly one or more of the Bartons settled there to perfect the titles for government land as they were all single men and kept Bachelor's Hall. The place became... What? Oh my gosh, why is this so... I hate words that end with an S and then have an apostrophe after it. Uh Uh-huh. Because I'm like, how many times do I say S before I go on? So like Bachelor's is... Oh. Because it doesn't feel right is it just understood yeah i just say it's all in the emphasis i believe when you're reading there was a lot of weird emphasis there because this is a really long sentence for no reason oh man so let's try so this this dude is basically writing saying the same thing like there were these guys we've got stefan we've got eli maybe a barton or two they were all single men and kept bachelor's hall the place became known as bachelor's grove that's how that's written. Okay, well. I'm sorry. This guy might be a good president for Tinley Park. He's not a great order. I don't know if you're listening to this. Uh-oh. <laughs> but, like, your writing is annoying me. Maybe he didn't write it and someone just Someone did not his edit words. this well. Yeah. Uh, it is about four miles southwest of Blue Island. End quote. I should have just kept going. Oh, okay. Uh, Shapper includes the names of about 60 individuals he, who he noted as settling in or near Bachelors Grove between 33 and 50. So just a lot of bachelors. Lots of... An island of men. There there it is. That's why we can't move there. <laughs> yeah, there, that's the issue. Yes. I knew there was something. There's always a catch and it's always men. <laughs> I'm not going to keep pooping on him. Oh, like, this does seem so... very douchey. This seems like something that was settled by a bunch of frat boys that are like, bachelor. Oh like, my god, our male listener numbers are just They're already minimal at best, and truthfully, a lot of them are gay, and they all hate men too. So. <laughs> no. And you know that's true. <laughs> okay, where were we? The 1851 James H. Reese map of Cook and DuPage counties also identifies the wood as Bachelor's Grove. Goodness. Okay, we got out of that paragraph. Shoo. Stephen Rexford was involved in the organizing and naming of the township governments of Cook County in 1850. At that time, the former Bachelor's Grove post office was renamed Bremen by postmate Samuel Everdeen in recognition of the new township name in which the post office was located. Everdeen. I know something about that, like... Katniss? 
Yeah, Katniss is that Everdeen. The Hunger Games? There it is. I might have put an extra D. Everdeen. Mm. Oh, mm. Katniss. This post office again changed its name to Bachelor's Grove in 1855 at the request of Postmaster Robert Patrick and was ultimately discontinued in 1858, so it made it three years. That's rough. Like, if as a post office you can't make it, like, I, that's your job. I don't know. How bad Robert did you have Patrick. to be? Wait, did I? Was it Robert Patrick? Is that the postmaster? Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. Robert Pattinson is what Robert I, Pattinson I really and Katniss Everdeen that. did not run a good post office. This is our surprise. It's our fan fiction. Oh man, you know I know it exists. Everything exists. Oh god, I'm not gonna go. Edward and Katniss. Oh, it has to. It has, that has to, to be exist. out there. Tag um, us in your favorite Katniss. Um, <laughs> edward crossover fan fiction please <laughs> mm-hmm. oh my gosh this is just dragging because we keep getting distracted sorry, and it's fine the batch elders grove variation appears on an 1872 map of the area from information gathered from early records and maps the bachelor's grove settlement encompassed areas in northwest bremen township northeast orlando township or orland township Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Orlando Bloom Township, <laughs> Southwest Worth Township, and Southeast Palos Township. Whew. Yeah. Sarah Palin Township. I was Got trying it. to find one more. There we <laughs> okay. go. Many of the early settlers to the Grove would later be instrumental in the establishment, growth, and development of Blue Island. We're going to get through this together, folks. Listen, this has a long, rich history. In 1878, a post office was established as East Orland after its location in the eastern portion of Orland Township by Louis Groskoff, which they also Americanized because his name was G-R-O-S-K-O-P-F. So, like, Big Head. His name yeah, literally translates from Groskopf. German. Yeah, Groskopf to Big Head. <laughs> uh, and he probably did not like being called a Big Head, so it was changed to FF instead of PF. Well, there you go. Uh, and covered a portion of the old Bachelor's Grove settlement. This post office was not far from Stephen Rexford's original 1843 post office location. In 1884, a post office named Go- Gozelville. Man, I took seven years of German. This is rough. Uh, Goss- I'm going to say Gozelville, even though that's not right. Was established by Christian Gozel Sr., which replaced East Orland and operated until 1903. The Gozelville settlement centered around the vicinity of the 147th Street and Oak Park Avenue, formerly known as Bachelor's Grove Road. There's a lot of words. I'm sorry. (laughs) And also as a continuation of Ridgeland Avenue for a time. Both East Orland and Gozelville refers to the areas that were previously... Now it's getting... (laughs) I'm not cutting this out. This is like now a matter of principle. Blah, blah, blah. Also from its founding in 1815. I'm literally skipping that because I'm tired of talking about the post office. Okay. Trinity Lutheran in 1859. Trinity Lutheran Church in Tenley Park was known from time to time as the church at Bachelor's Grove. (sighs) Although now inactive, Bachelor Grove Cemetery. We are finally here, folks. Get ready for the dead people. Yay. Respectfully. Yes. Sorry. Moment of silence. Okay. Anyway. Although now inactive, Bachelor's Grove Cemetery is one of the oldest cemeteries in South Cook County. 
Its legal location description is one acre in the east half of the northwest quarter of Section 8, Township 36 North, Range 13, east of 3rd Principal Meridian. (sighs) This means nothing. No, like, that's a lot. Like, we complain about our 46 South Road 275, blah, 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 and making things up. But, like, I'm not even going to repeat what I just said. We're getting into half and quarter section acres of ranges of whatever. No. That's a lot. It also says Bremen Township, Cook County, Illinois. I didn't add that at the end. Or, more simply, it is across from what is now called the Rubio Woods Forest Preserve on 143rd (laughs) Street, just east of Ridgeland Avenue. That is the simple way of remembering that. It is down a trail that was originally a section of the old Midlothian Turnpike that has been closed to vehicle traffic since the 1960s. According to Ferdinand Schapper's 1917 manuscript, Southern Cook Cook County... I gotta stop. (laughs) Southern Cook County and history of Blue Island before the Civil War, the first burial in the Everton Cemetery at Bachelors Grove was that of Eliza, Mrs. Leonard H. Scott, in November 1844. 1844 that is old that is an old cemetery mm-hmm. however the earliest date death noted in the newspaper quote pioneers in peaceful rest bachelor's grove one of first cemeteries lies serene undisturbed end quote that was an article title we don't keep things simple here at all no <laughs> that appeared in the blues island sun standard published in blue island illinois on august 16th 1935 Now, so we can jump back 15 years so you know how I started this. The earliest death date, jump, 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 was that of William B. Nobles, who died in 1838. I understand we're probably keeping all that information in for, you know, notating purposes. Mm -hmm. What's the word? Footnote purposes. But like, dang, just get to the point. Yeah. (laughs) The last burials to take place in the cemetery are believed to have been that of Laura M. McGee, in 1965 and Robert E. Shields in 1989 who was cremated and buried on the family plot. The first legal record of the cemetery occurred when Edward M. Everden sold his property in the area to Frederick Schmidt in 1864 reserving and setting aside one acre of the land for use as a graveyard. According to the 1935 newspaper articles, Frederick Schmidt supposedly added additional property to expand the cemetery in subsequent years. However, there is no hard evidence of any additions to the original acre. It is also mentioned in a response to the newspaper article, (laughs) quote, Pioneers in Peaceful Rest, Bachelors Grove, one of the first cemeteries, lies serene undisturbed, stating, quote, Relatives of Mr. Everden, Everden wish to be made plain that the one acre or so of original cemetery was in existence prior to the Schmidt ownership. Yay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know this is like a lot, and you're like, yeah, yeah. It just, you know what? We need the history. It all, it all builds on itself. It's fine. It's good to know these things. We're getting to a point here with spooky stuff. So I, Yeah, I swear. There, listen, you know, for a little cemetery... That hasn't really been in use since, at the very latest, the 1980s. There is a lot of history on this place. They're very proud of their town and their cemetery, so let them have this. <laughs> so this is a lot of information about the cemetery, about the grove, about everything. Truthfully, I had to cut some of this out because this dude... I mean, it's a good, it's a good article, don't get me wrong, if you like the history aspect of it, but like... 
he rambles a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's just well-preserved history. It is, it is, it is well-preserved history and it's, it's all fine and well, but like we got a time crunch and <laughs> as exciting as all of this is, I also want to get to the spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. So just taking tidbits from the last little bit of the article there, it said that according to someone's reminiscing, Bachelor Grove Cemetery was like a park and you could fish or swim in the adjacent quarry pond. They noted that families would often go to the cemetery on Sundays and have a picnic while visiting their loved ones buried there, which sounds nice, truthfully. The cemetery still presents a peaceful park-like setting, and you can often find individuals fishing in the quarry pond. However, it is doubtful that you will find many who would be willing to swim in the murky waters of the pond or choose to picnic in the isolated cemetery today, which kind of sucks. Because it it sounded kind of cool at first, and now it's like I'm imagining like our big... uh, woodland woodlawn cemetery oh yeah like where you know they found a body in the water there mm, yeah. like maybe don't want to was it woodlawn or that was a highland lawn highland lawn sorry there's so many lawns it's a mm. lot <laughs> there are numerous here's going to be a nice little segue there are numerous tales of horror that supposedly occur- occurred at the cemetery that have been told and retold by several generations of youths. However, youths, huh? <laughs> however, few of these tales have any apparent basis in fact. There are also a number of reports of hauntings and apparitions in and around the area of the cemetery. Ghost watchers delight in these stories of a strange floating blue light. Maybe we'll hear about this. Uh, mayhaps. Mayhaps, maybe not. Who knows? A brilliant zooming red light. That sounds like the cops, but go off, I guess. <laughs> a mysterious ghost house. Phantom cars that appear and disappear. Human ghostly apparitions and other paranormal activities. You made a face, so I feel like even he listed things that you're like, hmm, interesting. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it in okay. my <laughs> okay. portion. Well, I hear, I hear, um, you know, mysterious ghost house. I immediately think of the moving shed, which is relevant, but maybe we'll talk about that in another time. Yeah. However, here too, it appears that many of these reports have greater basis in local folklore than in very verifiable occurrences. Starting to trip over my words. Yeah, it was a lot to read. (laughs) Basically now this, the worry is bodies have been moved from that cemetery to other cemeteries. The last little bit of road, that was, you know, dry because it said it didn't allow vehicle access anymore. The last little bit of road that was in that area mm-hmm. was closed down in 1994. So the fear as most small old towns have is that this little piece of history is eventually going to be washed away with everything else because there's no access to it anymore. People, it it's just not as populated mm-hmm. as it used to be. People are leaving. The population is on a steady decrease right now. Right. So it's, I don't know, lots of history, lots of interesting history because you had all of the people migrating over here from Europe, from, you know, well, here in America, the Yankees, as they called them. Oh, yeah. Lots of death, lots of, lots of things. Mm -hmm. So as always, leaving for a rich history of potential ghosts. Mm-hmm. which now I will leave the floor to Megan. I hope you all know I cut that article like in half even still. It was, I don't know. He's more of a historian. We're here for the spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. We are. And I'll try to, I mean, again, they said there isn't what your guy said is there isn't a lot of 
base in like Fact. facts. Yeah. So I was hoping that maybe you'd clarify some of these stories, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen, which is surprising because brace yourselves. Mm-hmm. This is the most haunted cemetery in the state of Illinois. Is it now? Possibly Wh- the nation, Wh- maybe the world. Shut up. Is that really <laughs> what it says? I saw all three. Uh, People were saying it's the most haunted Illinois. One person said it's probably the most haunted in the whole world. And I said, that is literally not. (laughs) I refuse to accept that information. Illinois, maybe. The U.S., I'm going to say no because they're way. I I mean, immediately I think of New Orleans. Oh, done. That's all you have to say, truthfully. Done. The, I don't know what other cemeteries and could probably be in the world, let's go ahead and, like, go to literally any European country that's been here longer than we've ever existed. Yeah. Like, was established the way that we're established today before we existed. So, like, let's just assume. Why don't we go back to where these immigrants came from to Midlothian? How about Germany? I can think of a couple things that happened there. Scotland is a big one. What if that... Okay, it, you said it boomed in the 1950s? Uh, yeah, there was a big jump. Well, no, 1950s is when there was like nothing happening. And then by 1985, it had like, it started a big spike by 1955, 1960, all the way to 1985. When did the Berlin Wall come down? I wonder if everyone was like, 90, it was the nineties. That's right. It was 1990. So not quite World War II, not the Berlin Wall. I don't know. It's a lot of German immigrants sound like maybe they're all like, here we come. I don't (laughs) We don't know. I don't know. Something about this cemetery, though, people think very highly of it. And also, like, rarely have we covered a place with this much. Like, Mm -hmm. who talks about a place this much? They must really like this cemetery. Well, and as far as haunted experience, um, plenty. There was plenty to find. Which is a nice change of pace from some things we find. Yeah. People doing their own investigations and... Thank you, God, posting videos, posting (laughs) blogs and just talking about their experience instead of saying we went. It was spooky. Like, okay, but why? So I honestly the most information I found, which this hasn't really happened, is YouTube. Oh, (laughs) there's a ton of YouTube videos of people posting their um, actual investigations and Which it was is helpful. Yeah. It was also part of like uh top five, top ten scariest places in Illinois. Uh those types of videos. That's kinda how I came across it when I was searching for places to cover in the state. Yeah. Uh somewhere I wanted to pick somewhere also that we probably aren't going to be able to visit relatively soon. So, I mean, I would like to trek up to the Chicago area, especially because, like, the Joliet Prison's up there. And that's someplace yeah. we've always... We've looked we've, at a lot. Yeah, I can't say always. But we it's come up every once in a while. But it's also, like, four-plus-hour drive for us through Chicago traffic. And that's just a... We're going to need a weekend for that one at least. Yeah. But... um yeah, this was listed as one of the most haunted places in Illinois. So we'll stick with was. that. I refuse to say it goes beyond Illinois. <laughs> um, one of the videos, and I didn't cite every single user who posted these videos. Sorry. But one of the videos gave like rapid fire all the reasons 
or uh, experiences people have had. So kind of like what you said, they said people have seen orbs of light. There's a woman in white holding a baby. Of course. There's mysterious figures. Uh, people will see uh, oncoming cars driving towards them mm-hmm. and then disappearing just before impact. That's why. That's so weird. Like, that's a weird something to make up, you know? Mm-hmm. They described him as like a farmhouse looking I put husband, I took, some, you may have stumbled because of that guy's writing. I'm going to stumble because of my own writing. I took notes so fast that hopefully I can make sense of it. But they described him as a farmhouse husband that appears and will disappear. Like you'll see him and then as you get closer or he'll approach you and then disappear. Okay. Uh, a shadowy black dog, not necessarily a hellhound. Okay. But just a black dog of sorts canine that's enough for me that would be scary Mm -hmm. enough to me (laughs) there's been reports of a two-headed creature oh a woman who hangs out on the graves which they believe is separate from the woman carrying the baby just a plethora of things yeah that's a lot usually people like to stick to their one we have a floating lantern we have a Mm -hmm. lady in white oh we got some lights too don't worry (laughs) We'll get there. Um, I grabbed some general comments off of this video. It was that countdown video of haunted places. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone said at night they would go there with their friends, and sometimes they would see a small candle flame in the middle of the woods, like (sighs) someone carrying a candle or a lantern of sorts. I don't like that. And Anything, like, in the middle of the woods gives me, like, Blair Witch vibes. I don't like it. I don't know. Did you get to see pictures of the cemetery and how to get to the cemetery no i saw i think i saw pictures of the cemetery itself but not more than that it definitely um gave me okie pinokie vibes which that is some early episode you should that's like in our first 10 episodes i think and it was creepy like creepy for ghost reasons creepy for real reasons Uh, and then our um, putting things together after the fact and having realizations of oh my god were we being baited like the blair witch (laughs) i i hope we get to a point again in the future where we can go to places more frequently because i think back on that time where we had that realization what 10 years after we had gone yeah and like roughly that was like um it's one of those like i wish i could experience that for the first time again moments yes i mean you can hear it in our voice as we are explaining it we start to you can hear in our voice us putting Just the pieces together and like oh. and we're like oh my god like Blair i think i was Witch. in we yeah, had, i think i was in tears truthfully yeah it like was, because i was not from like laughing or any i just like It It was was uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) The realization we had. So there's your little teaser back to a very, very early episode. Jump back about, yeah, 60 episodes or so. Mm -hmm. Regular episodes. Since this is episode 69, drink. Uh (laughs) I have water. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I do too. Thank God. Um, But yeah, it gave me some Okie Pinokie vibes where it has the long trail road if you will that goes back to the cemetery and then the cemetery is just kind of like uh in the middle of the woods yeah kind of like step cemetery the one with the we heard the cry oh and all gosh. of us almost peed our pants no oh, yeah there's another good episode <laughs> yeah um so it's like that you're in the middle of the woods and people said they would be out there and they uh 
would see a candle or a lantern of sorts in the woods. And it's exact, exactly south of the gate. I don't know why. So the gate that you walk in, if you face south, just standing in the entrance, you'll see candlelight. I guess that's true. I don't know if they mean like they're assuming the gate is north and facing south. Like maybe the uncomfiness of like your exit is behind you kind of thing. Possibly like that you're exposed from the back or something. I mean, that's like how that. I felt at a hatchet man. What yeah. was it? Yeah. The that hatchet man cemetery. was so hard, like to physically pick my feet up and go into that cemetery. Yes. We sat in the car and not... just stared up the hill forever. Rare few places do we just freeze i think we sat in the car for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. we drove all that way and we debated even getting out of the car because like i didn't want mm-hmm. to it was pitch black out there and i'm wondering if that's going to be the same case with this cemetery oh, uh, but it's yeah. pitch black out there and uh, not knowing what's behind you mm-hmm. was freaking me out oh yeah yep um anyway there was another comment that they said now here, okay, here we go. In 2013, they said as soon as they passed the sign that read closed at sunset, of course, uh, and they went into the woods, all of a sudden their vision, like going up to the woods, not necessarily like they were mid blackout or something like that, but they just felt strange going up the, the walk, the drive. Mm-hmm. And when they got to the cemetery, they said their vision got clearer and the air got thinner. I and they said it wasn't a negative feeling. It was just a strange, like almost this. Um, I don't know. They just clarity. Yes, this clarity that came over them when they entered the cemetery. That also, sorry, we're suddenly doing a lot of throwbacks. That also reminds me of Step Cemetery, mm-hmm. going up that long walk, and then when we got up there, like it was a big opening because there's no trees and stuff. Like yeah. the moonlight, it just. Yeah. Oddly calm. Yeah, quiet. Mm-hmm. Until there were gunshots, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, Indiana. Um, <laughs> another comment said a group of people were in their car, and then they got there and shut the lights off, and it was at night in the woods, and they were actually speaking to the spirit, like ghost spirits, whatever is out there, and they asked the spirits to make themselves known, and they started hearing what sounded like rocks hitting the trees around them. Ugh, mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. this It seems, like, aggressive. It do, It's weird. It's like you get this... I mean, the light doesn't sound aggressive. That person said they felt, like, Calm. a weight lift off them yeah. when they got there. And then these people are saying they hear rocks hitting trees. So, I don't know. Mixed signals. Mm-hmm. But there's also... People have reported several different spirits there so it i guess it depends on who you're dealing with when you get there yeah um now this uh youtube channel i actually did write down uh this information is coming from bachelor grove is just the name of the youtube channel okay all one word they it's this guy and he shows pictures from the footage that they got and it's i'll show you the picture here and i can post it on the uh, social media as well but he's talking about this footage that they got there's a trail cam out there it says police camera and he he calls he interchangeably calls it police camera and a trail cam so i don't okay i'm not really sure but he said that 
like most people, so this must be something fairly common. You'll at least probably get this if you visit. But he said that he saw flashing lights by the cemetery entrance, like most people do. A lot of people will tell you that. And he ended up... Um, he was weird about this. I don't know why. I guess maybe it's a, a personal thing. But he decided to meditate and just picture nothing like a black mass and he wanted the spirit to present itself in like his mind's eye and mm -hmm. show him where they were in the cemetery if okay. that makes sense i yes. think that's what he was trying to explain but he was very like shy about it um and what people see and what he saw are balls of light sometimes they're black sometimes they're white but what makes them not quite just orbs they have like tails on them Okay. Um, so he shows this picture because then you end up getting almost just that in this trail cam footage. You see these three guys and it's at night because at this point the cam, ha he showed the difference between the camera during the day versus at night. During the day, everything's in color. It's bright. At night, it's infrared. So you get that black and white, like yeah. wh what we get with our cameras. And um, it showed three kids leaving the cemetery or they're either coming or going either way you see them walking towards the trail cam but if you look back in the back and it's like a chain link fence around the cemetery mm -hmm. if you look back in the corner there is something strange which someone said this and i can't unsee it i have to show you the picture first before i tell you okay but here is what was caught and this is zoomed in uh mind you here's the uh, picture full it's not i mean i took a screenshot so you see of, the three kids there yeah yeah so three kids leaving but then if you zoom in <clears throat> sorry if you zoom in what do you see <laughs> um <laughs> what does go ahead and tell me what it looks like to you so essentially what if you look back at the picture of the kids walking, what you're staring at right there is almost the entrance of the fence. You're staring at the chain link, chain link fence there. What I'm picturing, and this is going to sound ridiculous. Hit me with it, because if you say what this person said, I'm going to lose my mind. It looks like um, Elvis and his later years dressed like the Fonz, like playing air guitar. I don't know if that's even kind of close. Looks like somebody in a white shirt with a black leather jacket, just kind of like, but like heavy set. Does that make any sense? I mean, you're not too far off here. Uh, that's not a bad description. It's, it's, but it's like the, it's from the waist up and mm -hmm. it's like way, it's way higher off the ground than a body should be. Yeah. And like, unless he has six foot long legs. Someone tried to claim that, oh, and there it is there and not there same picture same same spot and it's so clear it's weird it's like yes. it's photoshopped it because it's not even like translucent i am seeing a t-bird's jacket and a white <laughs> shirt so on a fat man's body that's or, the black ball that they're talking about the black light with the tail but there's yeah. obviously some type of mass next to it yeah um someone definitely said it looks like a genie coming out of a lamp it does. Okay, that's the other. So the fawns, like a fat fawns coming out of a lamp. Yeah, because there's also there like, are no legs. It's like oh, a. Wait a minute. So is that like smoke thing underneath it? The tail. Well, that's. No, no. It's you can kind of see what's in the picture when the when the uh, 
well, whatever that, that, it is is like, there versus not. Wobbly thing under his tummy that I have made yes. up. Yes. <laughs> like that wasn't there, right? That's like the tail? Mm, a little bit. It's more defined. Okay. So, um, but yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a fat Fonzie. To me, I see an Italian <laughs> genie going, what, what are you going to do about it? Oh, yeah. What like, you- like, <laughs> and his, his whole head's back, like, ooh, the little girl with the with the blonde ponytail going, like... Yes! That, oh, my gosh. I wish you guys could see me. It's the little girl that's like, I don't know. It's Italian genie Elvis coming out of a bottle, is what you're... And he's doing the, out. I don't know, but like an Italian mobster. Kind of. I hope yeah. that paints a really good picture for you guys. I don't know. I mean... You'll have to go to our social media. I have to post this picture now because I'm sure you guys are just thinking, what in God's name are they looking at? An Italian mobster who transferred to the high school in Greece and joined the T-Birds. There you go. (laughs) And he's like, I don't know. Anyway, when I saw that comment where someone said it looks like a genie coming out of a lamp, I can't not see it Well, I guess I didn't get to his wavy bottom, but, like, (laughs) there's definitely a top half. Yeah, but this happened just after uh, about sundown, so the camera had just gone to infrared, so that's when it picked it up. Now, some people try to say it looked like somebody standing on the fence, and he went and actually stood on the fence and took a picture of what he like got a a clip from the trail cam given how far away that is that person would have to be huge yeah so okay again now we're looking at the three boys we're back to the three boys there it is all the way back there fat fawns i see fat fawns standing and he's like the same proportion as the kids yeah and even though it's infrared honestly the kids being closer to the camera should make whatever's in the background less prominent yeah, it should be hitting them. Mm-hmm. And you can see how solid they look. And I did not, I forgot to grab the picture of uh, him standing on the fence to show the difference. He also took it during the day, which doesn't help because he should have really done it with the infrared. But uh, it's clear that it's a person standing there, not whatever this is that we're seeing in this picture. So that's that video. Okay. The next video is the evidence uh, that this group believes they have found of what they call the Madonna of Bachelor Grove. Okay. Um, they like Madonna. Not that Madonna. No, okay. it's the the lady of the cemetery, the person that they see. Which oh, I'm going to show I you was a picture. Go, like the Madonna, like the skateboard move. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna. I'm going to show you a picture, and I guarantee you've seen it before. And then I'm going to tell you when that picture was taken, and I bet you'll be surprised. Okay. Now, this evidence is kind of shaky to me, honestly. I didn't... I'm not 100% behind it, but um, I can see what they're trying to point out. Uh, Anyway, we'll get there. Okay. This group believes that this ghost that people are capturing of this woman this image i guess that they're getting they believe it to be the ghost of luella fulton rogers which okay. did you cover the rogers uh i, I covered rem- a fulton okay then maybe so it may be, oh yeah well because there was somebody oh gosh i told you there were a million there were names. so many there was names a lot of yeah. information but fulton definitely rings a bell yeah let me see if i grabbed a picture of the rogers family ah shoot i didn't i'll have to go back are and get it family with them they are, um, uh, no. Well, I, it's not that far off. We have the worst group of like names in our family history. We got Rogers, Brown, we got, Brown, <laughs> we got 
Oh, what in the world? Why am I drawing a blank on some others? Just common. Rogers more common. Not any Smith, but... Jones. Jones, there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so people believe that it's Luella, and I'll see if I can find the picture of the Rogers family to post to, because they are a neat-looking bunch. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Luella died in 1944 after being hit by a car, and some said that she is out there searching for her baby. And some claims that they have actually got footage of her holding the baby as well. So like she's, she's actually the lady found. in white. Yes, they believe she's the lady in white. Okay. Um, now, this group of people, it, they're called the Ghost Research Society, GRS. They took a photo of a woman who appears to be sitting on a headstone. And she is almost completely solid. I mean, you would literally think it's, you just saying that sounds familiar. Yeah, you would think it was a stage photo, except if you kind of look at her legs, they're almost uh, transparent. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to show you this picture. Uh, I'm going to zoom in so you cannot see the words on the side. Have you seen this picture? Yes. Yeah. Do you know yeah. when that was taken? Uh, is that the? Ooh, why are like time of day or year? No, t- uh, year. Uh, let me see the picture again. I'm going to guess. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to guess way wrong. The 70s? Yeah, you're way wrong. It was taken August 10th, 1991. Okay. Well, I guess I'm saying that lady for me, for no reason, looks like she popped out of the 70s. There's no reason for it. There's no descriptor like. But I've seen that picture. 91. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Her legs, to me, look a little transparent. It's like, it's almost like you can see through her knees. Yeah. Yeah. So the picture looks staged to me. And I didn't realize it was that old that the picture was taken mm-hmm. in the the 90s, the early 90s. Yeah. Um, But that was taken by Ghost Research Society. And... When they took the picture, it said that there. when they took the picture, nobody was there. They didn't see her until they developed the film. Okay. So, I mean, that is uh, there's the no, best. There's no, like, saying, oh, it could be this, it could be this. It's like a woman with long brown hair and a white shirt sitting. Yeah, she's kind of chilling on she's a She's hunched over a little bit, like. It's very obvious what that one is. Yeah. It's not a genie or Elvis or whatever. (laughs) Um, So now this group, which I did not write their name down, I forgot. uh, But this group has gone out there a couple of times over the years. And one of the times they believe they captured something was on June 7th, 2007. They said that you can see a woman with her hands on her sides standing among the trees. This is where I... um, I I don't think I can get on board, but they've circled it. That's okay. What that to me looks like Mm -hmm. is a cloud watching. Like you're looking in the trees and you're looking for, why did you turn it around like that? For some reason I thought you were playing a magic trick on me because you like (laughs) were smiling and then you went... No! And you turned around like, oh my god, there's a woman. No. No. (laughs) No, I'm just... If you look at it objectively like you're not looking for a ghost just look at the picture as is that just looks like the shape of the tree and it happens to make the curves of what could potentially be a person that's what i'm saying i feel like it's like cloud watching it's like those i spy books where it's basically the white noise of 
paper like the mm-hmm. white noise of pages and mm-hmm. you're like i see this and someone's like wrong it's an elephant <laughs> you idiot it's a sailboat that is for mall rats <laughs> i can never see i could never see those yeah the next one they caught they believe was on july 25th 2009 it's another image by the exact same tree um the <sighs> They believe that in this picture, they've caught the woman holding the baby. Again, the picture quality is not great. I took a screenshot of the video. I paused it and took a screenshot. I mean, it looks like there's something there, but that it's so distorted that I have a hard time. Do you see me like turning my head back and forth like a dog trying to make it? Because what I like, the only thing that seems weird to me is like, no, because you can see light down at the bottom of the screen coming through mm-hmm. bushes and stuff. So that's just light coming through the tree. I don't like I don't know. I feel like it's one of those. Yeah. You just are given a picture and it's like, draw, draw a thing out of this random shape. I don't know. Yeah. And so he takes and he's trying to, like, prove his point here. He takes a picture standing by the same tree to show himself to be like, look, it looks so much different. And he's wearing a black sweater. It's very obvious he's standing way back in the back by the tree, but right. you're not really proving your point. No, that that picture is so distorted and weird. Yeah, and they put this weird filter on it to make him stand out more. I guess, but like, you shouldn't have put a filter on it. It should have stayed the same for continuity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I don't one... Know, I'm not an expert, but like, it's silly because it's like, look, in these exact same conditions, you can see the difference, not like... We did high resolution, infrared, white and pink, like, yeah, low, fi- like all this crazy stuff. I don't know. You need the same. It's science. Setting, it, it, yeah. is, it is the scientific method. You need the same yeah, setup. You're only changing one variable at a time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that was that video. I wasn't super impressed with it. And honestly, the commenters weren't either. They're kind of like, this just seems like a trick of the eye. Like, mm-hmm. you just have a bad quality photo here. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It, be, it's... To put it bluntly, it's not a great quality picture. No, it's not. So I felt bad, but I'm like, I don't know. A lot of people say they experience stuff out here. So you, it, it's almost like they wanted something to happen so bad and it didn't. So they tried to make something out of nothing. But whatever. This last YouTube video I pulled was of, of the channel is Paranormal Adventures. Which sounded good. That, and that sounds familiar, actually. They're a investigative group, it appears. Uh, a, just a group of guys going out. And I... They were just kind of... Their reactions were a little over the top. I mean, if what was happening was legitimate, okay. But I, I don't know. <laughs> um, like, we've said it a few times in the podcast that we try to go at things... Um, Almost in a skeptical way, just in a realistic way. Right. To try, we don't immediately jump to conclusions. I mean, we could have took off running from that one cemetery after we heard the woman cry, after I said, you'll go out there and hear a woman cry, and you Uh better believe we We heard heard it. it. And almost passed out, but (laughs) we stood there and we're like, no, now think about it. What was that? And we figured it out pretty Maddie quickly. there to save the day. <laughs> yeah. Figure it out pretty quickly. But these guys just very quickly jumping to conclusions, assuming things. And I was just like, eh, okay. Um, the, oh, and this is the one that says the most haunted cemetery in the world. And I was like, chill out. Okay. Calm down. Um, 
Yeah, my note says no one else said this, but okay. Uh, they they claim, and you didn't mention this, but I mean, I guess no, you didn't say this specifically, but they mentioned that there are stories of teenagers in the 1970s who would go and dig up the graves and desecrate the graves and grave rob and Yikes. things like that. Uh, apparently there's a ton of vandalism in the cemetery now because it's not actively used anymore. Yeah. Um, so they're constant and no one is funding to keep the cemetery up to date and clean and right. With, uh, take care of the headstones, which right. That brings in the whole fear of like a bit of history kind of washing away. Mm, yes. That's exactly what they talked about. And, um, just that some people believe the, the responsibility kind of falls on the family to keep the headstones like yes tidy, no. if you will. I mean, yeah, kind of, but there has to be some type of caretaker or something. You yeah. Know? Um, but yeah, they claim that these kids would go in the 1970s and just destroy these graves and dig people up, apparently. Casually. Um, throwing people in the lake. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that's why they think there's so many spirits, because they've been disrupted so many times. Mm -hmm. um, there's also, hold on to your pants, claims of satanic worship, people in black robes. Oh, no. mm -hmm, going out there doing rituals, etc. I can't um, believe it. So... <laughs> While they're walking down the long trail to get to the cemetery, they believe that they heard someone laughing while they were walking down the trail. They didn't uh, enhance this audio. I couldn't really hear. I was listening to it in headphones. I didn't really hear what they were talking about. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to have me listen to it now or later or whatever, but probably later. Probably I later. don't have it queued up. But even without you playing it now, my thought, my immediate thought is that I lean on the side of believing them only because usually like you're waiting to get up to the cemetery to see the spooky stuff. Like mm -hmm. you don't expect to get the haunting stuff like That's when you're true. out by your car, when you're walking the trail to the cemetery. Mm -hmm. So like it's not like they were on this part of the trail where they're like, oh, there's so many spirits here. They're walking to it. Yeah. And they hear something on the way. I feel like when it's least expected is when it's more believable. That's true, I guess. And this actually, I, I take it back. They did replay this part a couple of times and I don't know if it was enhanced though, but they did play it back two or three times. Uh, it's about at the five, five and a half minute mark of the video, if you find it. Um, and at the time, only one of the guys in real time heard the laugh and all the other guys were like, I didn't hear it. Yeah. So they kept playing back that clip and I didn't hear it in my headphones, but I also, I could have paid more attention, I guess, listened mm. a little harder, whatever. Um, they also did a spirit box session. So they downloaded the Ovilus app, which we're semi familiar with. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they had never used it before, so they didn't really know what to expect. So that this was kind of like their trial run with it. Said a lot of random stuff. Yeah, that yeah. We're all too familiar. But at one point, the ovalist said threat, and then something fell from the tree, which they had no idea what it was. And I was like, that's a crab apple. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what is this? This doesn't even come off this tree. What is this supposed to be? I was like, if you guys are from the Midwest, you should know what a crab apple looks was like. The green, it was a green ball. Thing, yes, yeah. um, it kind of looked like a pear in the video, but I chalked it up to the video was taken at night. But I'm like, I bet yeah. it's a crab apple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it just so happened as it said threat, like 
all uh, Wizard of Oz style, the tree threw something at them. And they're like, what the heck? (laughs) That would startle me, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really the two big points of their video. Uh, I didn't finish it up. There was only like like a minute or two left. So I was like, meh, whatever. (laughs) That's when the best stuff happens. I bet. I'm sure they got a full (laughs) apparition and I missed it. Right. The last thing I'm going to touch on isn't necessarily, uh, I'll touch on it very quickly, but it's not necessarily a spirit or a ghost or something. Uh, this is very much a real person that you have to watch out for. Oh. Going to, so this Ugh. is the scary stuff we're talking about. I don't about. know why that just, like, I'm sitting here nodding along and listening. Like, and for some it reason, it hit me that you're like, look out for scary Joe. Like, uh, his name is Rick. Oh, so even worse. Keep on Anyone the lookout. Anyone named Rick is a nightmare. For Rick. Now, Rick is the caretaker of the cemetery. The problem is that there is no caretaker of the cemetery. He just calls himself the caretaker. Oh, that's, oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Okay. But in a on a very serious note, this guy just watching the videos, because yes, there are videos of him. Uh, watch with caution. They're vulgar. The guy doing the video, um, very disrespectful. This Rick, the caretaker guy, obviously is mentally unwell. There's I didn't something want to wrong jump with him. to that, but is someone filming him or yes. is Rick filming it? Oh, he's f- being filmed. And I thought when I clicked on the video, I, I thought I was getting something totally different because it said karma gets Rick, the caretaker. And I said, oh, shoot, Rick was probably being like, there's no ghost here. And then he got hurt. You know, that I, is not what happens. As you're telling the story, I don't I immediately don't like it. I was very uncomfortable. I shut it off very quickly because that is not what the video is. The video is this guy. It starts off with him sitting in his car and he's like, so crazy Rick, y'all know about Rick. First of all, he calls him a fruitcake several times. Oh, um, God. Yeah, he's like, this nut, this fruitcake. Uh, he's one of those dudes. I don't know if he's um, trying to, like, he's say not it saying it in a way a of, like, he's full of nuts, but, like. Yeah, he's saying it like he's crazy. Yeah. He's using it in that sense. Well, either way. It's not funny. It's no. not funny. And that's why I was already not okay with this video, but I said, I'll give it another minute just to kind of see what like, the heck's going on. Who says that anyway? Just say, just be a normal disrespectful and say crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, he talks about how Rick, the caretaker, was there. And this is during the day. This isn't at night. And he's like, Rick was there again, but karma got him. Uh, he he said Rick tried to hit him or something. So I don't know if he hit him back or pushed him or wh- whatever. I didn't watch the whole video, but Rick's arm is all bloodied up. He's got blood and he's not affected, which obviously tells that me that also, he's not. Yeah, something's not firing. Yes, he's obviously not well, but he hangs out at the cemetery and he calls himself the cemetery caretaker. And he is not. So. With a word of caution, there is an actual guy there who is not well and apparently can be violent. Um, Yikes. Because these people are on bikes trying to ride through and this guy's video is like, oh, I got you on video now. Are you going to try to hurt these nice people just trying to take a bike ride and blah, blah. And I was like, what is going on? So it was not the video I was expecting. Um, The video is from October of 2020. Okay, so absolutely no excuse mm-hmm. for the language. And I said the video is vulgar, and he says some um, not nice things about this Rick the caretaker. Uh, but they, and I mean, I don't really think this dude's a reliable source now. But he said that Rick has been caught vandalizing the cemetery several times, even though he says he's the caretaker. But I don't, I don't know. I wanted to end on that just because 
there are real threats out there, you guys. And Just like other places we've been. If you're going to go, I mean, this is during the day. Rick is hanging out there during the day. So, I mean, that is sad for people who do have family there that may want to visit. May not feel comfortable going to visit because Rick's hanging out. Mm-hmm. So well, now, truthfully, I think of all the times we did some, like, imagine we got to, let's just keep using as an example, let's imagine we got up to Step Cemetery, mm-hmm. and there was a Rick there. Oh my god, I would never run so fast right. in my life. I'm thinking about it, and it's, like, making me feel kind of sick. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I could never imagine, oh, it's giving me, like, cold chills. I could it never is. imagine walking into even 100 Steps and there's a rick up there mm-hmm. they the spirits better push me down the hill like i swear Move me faster right? <laughs> i can't get away fast enough but um i don't know like i don't know a lot about this rick guy i didn't watch a lot of that video because i couldn't it was actually upsetting me quite a bit so i didn't get the full gist i don't know rick may i mean he may be just a a bored dude who's violent, but it, it was very apparent to me that I, he's not well. Um, Mentally. he, he is, looks like a middle-aged white man, glasses, long gray hair that he keeps up in a ponytail. Mm-hmm. So that's so, that's sad. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's very frustrating. I hate to end on that note, but it did. It just struck me. So it, it, it really stuck with me of all the videos and it wasn't the ghost. It was, this Rick guy. And at first I was like, uh, crazy Rick. But then not 10 seconds later, now I'm on Rick's side. I feel bad for Rick. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. the man the obviously needs help. Yeah. Leave him alone or get him help. Don't make videos of this man. Who's not in a good state of mind. You know, don't do that. Yeah. <sighs> That's People where I'm going to end it. <laughs> People suck and there are real threats when you're going mm-hmm. out to haunted places. Just let that be known. I am now, this whole time I've been like, this would be a cool cemetery to visit. And you just shut that down so fast. Oh, yeah. I thought so, too. I really thought we could check it out. And then I saw that video and was like, absolutely not. That video is two years old, just about. Well, I'm so not bumping into Rick in the middle of the night. Sorry, we don't Rick. know what's happened to Rick. We could check the local news and see if he's in it. But I, yeah, I don't know. But that wraps up my segment, and I think that wraps up the um, Bachelor Grove <laughs> yeah. Cemetery in Mid Midlothian, Illinois. Mandalorian, Illinois. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's it. That was a whole a whole mess of information on both sides. It like, was. And I didn't even, there were so many other videos and stuff, and all I did was go to YouTube. I hardly touched any websites. Truthfully, like. I know I've rambled on, but I, like, scratched the surface of the history of that place. Like, Mm -hmm. so there's a lot happening in this town. Yeah. That's surprising. It is. Um, that's, I was curious what you had to say, but I, I also thought I wanted to check it out, but I'm not, I'm not sure now. (laughs) I really don't know. No, I'm hesitant. Mm -hmm. I am. Like, this is silly. I think of, like, how we take long trips to places uh, and then we end up driving back at night. Yeah. And this could be a place that would be a possibility because we hate ourselves and we've done it before. <laughs> but, like, in that instance, I would want to be able to, like, run away, jump in my car, drive to the hotel that we're staying at and decompress, not while in the car for the next four hours. Yeah, we would. And do you realize we would have to run down the the drive, the walkway, 
like on top of that. I mean, I don't know how close you can get your car to the cemetery. I would, it looks like you could probably get right up next to it. Um, I but hope if so, we had, no. <laughs> yeah, if we had to run all that way. But I think it's better to know, though, instead of making that blind trip four hours in one direction oh to find out that we can't go. Yeah. I, that made me uncomfortable. Yeah. I haven't even been. A word of caution, y'all. Yeah. That's your cautionary tale. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's. I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. I. It was a good one. It just came out of nowhere. I was honestly leaning towards something else because Illinois is just our neighbor. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to make sure we could pick something that we're probably not going to necessarily visit right away. Or at all now. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> at knows? all. Um, I was looking at something more northwestern uh, Illinois. I think it was in Galena, which apparently there's a lot of stuff happening in Galena. That but, sounds familiar, yeah. And then this popped up last minute, and I immediately changed course. I said, just kidding. We're covering this place. Yeah, you, I remember you have no say. I woke up to that text message. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're doing, change of plans. Um, so, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. It made me uncomfy for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's Illinois. Mm -hmm. So next episode, if we haven't <laughs> covered every single place imaginable at this point, mm -hmm. we will be in none other than Indiana. We will. Welcome home. Welcome back. We're home. I could have said back home again like a normal Indiana human being, for God's sake. Oh, God. <laughs> back home again yeah. in Indiana. And not only back home again in Indiana, but in on our anniversary like we mentioned before mm -hmm. it just so happened that it lined up we did not plan this <laughs> we don't plan many things <laughs> that our two year two year two year anniversary will be falling on the indiana episode so you know what we'll try to make it a good one we will we got to make it something really good because we can go all over indiana all day long <laughs> Right. Now I feel like we're putting... Watch us go to the next episode and be like, uh, we're doing Hell's Gate again. I <laughs> like... Sorry, we panicked. <laughs> I fold under pressure, so... We're going to cover all of our Indian locations in one and go. Oh, my gosh. Blech. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week for our special anniversary episode. Yay! See you then. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsotheysaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at orsotheysaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash orsotheysaypod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See, See you, you next week. week.